Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tech, episode 92, Where's the Picnic? Recorded March 26th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. This week, we're joined by a uh, returning guest to the show, Mr. Derek Waddell, who was with us. Uh, what was it, Derek? The Connected Classroom, something like that, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was early on in the in the days. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, and thanks for coming on last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us, as as always, is Mr. Sean Kybel. How's it How's it going, Sean? Oh, it is going very well. Thank you. Very good. My uh, my permanent uh, rig uh, recording studio is is coming together uh, little by little. It's feeling more comfortable now. Yeah, see, that's the irony. See, you're you're making things more permanent, and I'm making things less permanent. Uh, those of you watching the live stream will know that uh, my setting has changed. I am not in the pod pod. I'm sitting at my dining room table, and that's because I, I talked last week. I said that if all went well, this week I would be in pod pod 2.0. Uh, clearly all didn't go well. Um, as is the case with any uh, construction job, it took longer than we thought, required more materials than we thought, and cost more than we thought. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left to do now is hang the door and um, uh, get some air ventilation worked out, and then I'll be able to, I'm, I'll probably be broadcasting from there tomorrow. But it takes a good hour to set all this stuff up and move it from one place to another. And so while I could have probably rushed into it tonight, I didn't. So I'll rush into it tomorrow. All right. Well, I put up some new uh, some new lighting. So uh, lighting in, in this space was a little bit of an issue, and I actually want to add to it eventually. But uh, at least uh, I, my video is coming through a lot better now. So if you're watching the live, uh, live feed of the show, you should be able to see me a little bit better. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I wasn't going to comment on that. And, and no, Jim, in the chat room, I'm not going to have curtains in the new pod pot, uh, nor will there be French doors. So uh, what's up, Sean, with the whole bracket thing? or Is there some sporting uh, event going on that I don't know about? No, this is just, I just want to throw this out there. It's really just a feeler to see if anybody's interested or not. Uh, Mark, you know, there's a, there's a podcast I like to listen to that uh, probably about three or four times a year, they'll run some sort of a bracket. Um, and it can do, uh, it can be anything from like your favorite, favorite eighties movies. And, you know, they'll start off with like 32 nominees and, uh, and then they'll, they'll run like weekly voting and, and break that down. And it'll be the, you know, top 16, top eight, and they go all the way down to the top one. And, uh, on that show, I just love that. Um, I have so much fun with it. Uh, they've done 90s shows, 80s shows. They've done, uh, this is a, a podcast about poker and they've done like hottest women of poker or, uh, uh, you know, things like that. So, uh, I don't know. I like it. I think it's pretty cool, but, uh, I didn't know if anybody else would be interested. So if, uh, if anybody is interested, if there's enough interest to actually get something like this started, it's as simple as a forum post so I can start one up, but you know, I wasn't going to go and do it if uh, nobody was going to participate. So, uh, if you're interested in something like that, let us know, uh, flood my inbox, uh, at Sean at element OP.com. Uh, let me know. And if you have any particular, topics that you would be interested in that uh kicking off uh let me know that too and we might do something like that 
No, I think that's totally the wrong way about go about it. You don't ask for permission. You just do it. You just, <laughs> just do it. There. Yeah. Well, you know, I I didn't want to throw it out there and just totally have it be a flop. You know, you're like, okay, here it is. Well, and- how is that different than everything else we've ever done? We just throw it out there and hope it's not a flop. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's it, right? You you throw enough stuff at the wall, eventually some of it sticks. So, uh, yeah, maybe that was the way to go. But, you know, uh, either way, I'd be interested to see if anybody has any ideas on, you know, maybe a topic we should kick that off with. You know, uh, it could be uh, – yeah, I, I love the movie ideas because everybody has uh, – you know, an idea about that. I don't know if there's enough of these to qualify, but, you know, it could be like sci-fi uh, TV shows or something. I don't know. Uh, so throw me some ideas and uh, maybe we'll get one rolling. <laughs> I, I think w- a natural fit for this network is uh, top breakfast meats. But, of course, we know bacon will already win. So Right, right. <laughs> is there another breakfast meat? Uh, of course. <laughs> there's sausage and there's ham and there's all sorts of good stuff. But yeah, bacon like is the good- king of meats. Some good uh, uh, country ham, thick sliced country ham is, is good for breakfast. With a side of bacon, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> bacon with a side of bacon. Um, okay, so we got a couple of Facebook stories here. What's going on there? Yeah, and you know, this is news that's not, uh, I imagine to people who listen to a lot of podcasts, none of this is news, but I figured it was worth throwing out there. Mark, I was kind of curious what your take on some of these things were. So um, I'll start off with, uh, and it's funny the way the article was written was that, you know, good old Facebook is standing up for users' uh, rights and, and privacy and things like this, but basically... Uh, apparently, and I, I haven't seen any actual instances of this, but apparently it is happening is that it, there's employers or even colleges as part of an admissions uh, process are requiring people to give up their login information to their Facebook account. So basically that they can check them out so they can look into their private Facebook world and, uh, and check them out. And uh, uh, Facebook came out with a statement that actually said that they would actively uh, pursue, uh, making sure this doesn't happen up to and including, uh, suing people for, for trying to do this. Yeah, that, um, so that's against their terms of, of, uh, of service. Uh, sure. I, I've, I've also heard of, of, uh, employers saying that as a part of the application process, they want the password to your Facebook account so they can really get to know who you are. I, right. I, I wouldn't take a job that would ask me that question plain and simple. Yeah, I, you know, I could see though, you know, a lot of, especially, uh, you know, young people coming out of college and getting that first position and one having not ever really had any interview experience anyways, and, you know, just going in and being put on the spot and, uh, you know, you just got your, your degree and you really want to get in with this great company and, uh, they put you in a spot like that. Um, that, that's a tough spot to be in. Cause I mean, if you say no, you, you pretty much are, saying uh you you know no to the job there's a web comic a weekly web comic i like called the joy of tech and they had a a a thing on that this this week and it was a two guys pressing uh an interviewee and said we we need your facebook password and uh he said well no i wouldn't do that he said well we we need to understand you know we uh we deal uh in secrets here and we need to know that you're a trustworthy person so all right fine here's my password they said we can't possibly hire you you gave up our secrets far too easily (laughs) <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's a it's a catch twenty two. That's some catch. That catch twenty two. 
Yeah, you know, I watched a, a movie uh, just, I think it was last weekend. Um, oh, and now I can't remember the name of it. It's it basically a, a Christian-based movie uh, along the lines of like Fireproof or Remembering the Giants or, or you know, those types of movies. Uh, and it was about these, uh, primarily revolved around these law enforcement officers, but uh, one of the characters was a Hispanic guy who had always done like manual labor and he actually got in working in a factory and uh, they were actually interviewing him for a management position. So this was a significant point in this man's life where he could actually step up out of, you know, uh, digging ditches and uh, actually, you know, work in management. And it, he was kind of faced with that. They gave him a situation where they basically told him to uh, fudge the numbers so that uh, management could make out on uh, a situation. And uh, he went home and grilled on it, and he finally came back and said he couldn't do it. And then they said, that's the answer we were looking for. You're the first of six right. that we that we asked that actually uh, answered correctly. Everybody else said they'd go ahead and fall in line and do it. Yeah, what was that movie? I saw it, too. It was the the one that uh, about fatherhood, and, and I can't remember. Right. Courageous. That's Courageous, it. Courageous, that's it. You're right, yeah. So hey, hey, I've got uh, an idea. How about we talk about tech? Yeah. What do you think? You, you think? I mean, we've got a guest here and everything. Maybe we should <laughs> yeah, let him talk. Here. You know, we didn't even ask Derek if, you know, we usually just jump right into the interview in the interest of, uh, you know, not wasting the guest's time. And <laughs> we just pulled him right in tonight. Oh, no, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Just a, just a funny aside. My, what, the dog was barking in the backyard. And I was trying to get my wife's attention to get her to bring, you know, the dog in so that the, you know, so that I could continue the po continue the podcast without the the uh, the dog. And, and the only subtle way I could think of to do that was to snap a few times. And, <laughs> and apparently, I've learned the lesson that you don't snap at your wife because um, <laughs> that she's she's actually laying a blanket on the couch for me right now. That's a hard <laughs> lesson to learn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, this all started. From uh, Picnic and uh, Google announcing uh, first Google acquired Picnic well, a year or so ago, right? Um, and then they're they're killing it. They're doing this with a lot of things. They're rolling it into other things, like the like the photo editor in Google Plus is going to have a lot of Picnic esque sort of things. And so Derek uh, wrote a rather um, uh, long and uh, interesting uh, blog post about alternatives to picnic now that picnic's going away so that's where this started from that that seems like something that would be appropriate to a tightwad teacher so derek uh i'm just gonna let you take it oh okay um well it, google really really kind of disappointed me when they announced this because i've been using picnic for a long time now uh and I, I know several people who use it uh casual photo editors who use it quite a bit who who don't want to learn something like photoshop or or go through the process of learning, you know, how layers work or, you know, to use GIMP or anything like that. They just want something they can resize pictures with and, you know, maybe add a filter. And uh, a lot of people I know have been using it. And when they announced it, I was really surprised. Um, it just seemed like such a popular thing. But, I, you know, I see where they're going. They, they're wanting to move people over to Google Plus and uh, roll the features into it. So, so I kind of get it. But, um. It still, it still well, just it didn't make sense to me. I do want to. I want to jump in because I, I read up quite a bit on this, and uh, one good point to make was that 
while Google doing this upset a lot of people, I think the the uh, official blog post from Picnic had like eighteen hundred plus uh, responses to it, comments to it, and over overwhelmingly negative. But you do have to give Google a little bit of credit. They announced this very well in advance. Uh, they provide the the users with a really uh, they, with a tool that you can actually remove all your content. And then um, in the meantime, from the time they announced it in January to uh, April 19th, all users get the the free upgraded premium package uh, for free. So, Yeah, so why um, not give it away since they're going to kill it anyway? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, in the meantime, if you want to, you know, if you want to use it, you can use it and actually get all that stuff that probably most of the people weren't paying for anyways. So, (laughs) uh, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not cool that, you know, they're just killing it, but uh, they've done it in a manner that's a lot better than what has, you know, been typical for companies to do when they, you know, a lot of times they just wrap up and either close the doors altogether and, you know, do you get your stuff or not? Or, uh, or they just start charging you know, and don't give you any other option there. And uh, it's kind of like flipping a switch. Does anybody remember Google Wave, how that was going to change <laughs> the world? <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, though. I, I think they've done it in a, in a good way. I just wish they hadn't had to do it in the first place. And, you know, there's still the possibility they're, they're going to move more and more of the features into Google+. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing you'll still see it in Picasa Web. Uh, you know, it's there now. Uh, in the form of Picnic, and I imagine those features will be in it too. Uh, but I, I did want to go ahead. I went ahead and, and searched for some alternatives, and I, I found four that I really liked um, that I thought would be comparable replacements, at least. Uh, one that I really liked, and then, then three that I didn't like quite as much. Uh, but uh, if you guys want to talk about them, we'll talk about them. Hey, you're the guest at your yeah. show. We can talk about bacon <laughs> if you want. It's up to you. I probably know more about bacon. If you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the one I the one I found that I thought was probably the the most adequate replacement for those people. Now, like I said, I knew I know a lot of people who use it casually. Uh, you know, they have small children and they they like to take pictures of small children and and do a little bit of photo editing, but not get too in depth. Uh, is is a new one? It's actually still in beta. It's called PicMonkey. Uh, it's at PicMonkey.com. Uh, Anybody that's familiar with Picnic is gonna is gonna jump right into this with no problem. Uh, really clean interface, uh, super simple, lots of filters, text, you know, everything that they, that you like about Picnic is there. Um, it's really super quick, uh, snappy, so you don't have to worry about lag. A lot of times, with these online uh, photo editors, like what we're gonna talk about in a minute, where you you get a, get some of that lag, but this one's really quick. Uh, so I think most of the people who are, are leaving Picnic that liked Picnic uh, will find this a very, very adequate replacement. I remember um, the first time I ever saw Picnic, I thought, can you really do video editing on the web? I mean, that that just doesn't seem right, but it really works well. Other, You know, there's the, the whole upload-download thing, uh, but once you get it uploaded, everything works really snappy. And so, yeah, it is... It is a, a almost almost like actually using desktop software, and so it's oh yeah, it's a shame to to have to give up those performance features. I'm sure, uh, Derek, and I know you you're covering the kind of what I like uh, at this point, but um, and feel free to put it in there at any point. But um, I guess whether uh, these have any kind of a 
uh, I don't know, like a tiered usage where it's like certain parts are free and then do they charge for a premium service or anything like that? That That's something that is, is kind of out there right now. I have a feeling uh, that it's going to be like Picnic where there's a tiered service. Right now, the beta version is free for everything. Uh, the more advanced features put a little uh, PicMonkey logo on the pictures, uh, which I imagine those later are going to get get that that tiered service where you pay extra for the extra features, just like you did in Picnic. Uh, but all of all of the basic features are there and they're free. No account sign up necessary. Uh, you, you just go go straight to the page and start editing pictures. Uh, it's, nice, it's really good stuff. Yeah, that there are a couple of things I didn't like, like you said, the the tiered problem there that I think is coming. But the biggest problem I had with this service is that you can only save in a JPG format. Uh, and and me personally, I, I like to work with different formats depending on what I need from the picture. Uh, you know, if I'm going with a, a transparent background, I want I want to use a different format than a JPG. Uh, so yeah, that's a problem in in my mind. But that may be something they work out in the future. Like I said, it's still in beta. Yeah, I think most people though JPEG is is their life. You know, the the few people who would want more than that are probably not using web video editors. You're probably right. I mean, it, it's that's more than likely true. It's just for me, every once in a while, I'd, I'd like to have a different format. Uh, but but the next one, you know, PicMonkey, like I said, PicMonkey is the one I think is the most adequate replacement, straight up one-to-one with Picnic. Uh, but Aviary and, and most of the people that are listening to this probably know about Aviary already, but Aviary makes uh, a, f- a photo editing uh, software called Phoenix. And it, it, to me, is probably the second best of the ones that I found. Uh, I was actually using it in conjunction with Picnic for some of the more advanced editing that I wanted to do before uh, because it does offer some of that more advanced editing. Uh, more of the features like in GIMP and Photoshop with layers and transparencies and uh, you know the more advanced options that you don't see in those basic web versions. But it's still web-based and it's still free. Uh, it even has the ability to upload and, and import and export uh, Photoshop file format. So uh, very, very similar to those more advanced softwares. Yeah, Aviary is an amazing suite of tools. Uh, I think we talked to them one time, didn't we? we didn't we have somebody... From them on the show talking about, I know we've talked oh, about it. Oh, so that was a long time ago. Um, I'm kind of curious. I need to go back and look at Aviary again. I remember the last time I looked at it, which was at least a year ago, if not more, um, is one, I was shocked because uh, I'm, a, I'm a GIMP user, and I was shocked at how close to GIMP Aviary was. Um, but, uh, you know, it had a little bit of lag, I guess, uh, which makes sense. It was a little more advanced. But uh, I'm kind of curious where it is now, if it's, if it's laggy at all or um, if they've uh, added any features or anything like that. Yeah, and it still is, I think, to me, uh, a little bit laggy, especially on older machines. And I know you guys are like me in my school system. We deal a lot with older machines, and a lot of the older machines just can't handle it very well. Yeah, I remember uh, trying to select a complex region uh, or to do a background removal was near impossible. Because you would drag your cursor, and five sec- seconds later, you'd see where you had just dragged your cursor. And uh, so, yeah, I do remember that being frustrating. Yeah, but it, it does do some, you asked, you said uh, something about 
new features. It does have some new features. One is the Chrome extension. And I think there's a Firefox add-on as well, but uh, I'm a Chrome Puff, so I use Chrome for everything. Chrome uh, Puff, is that what we're calling <laughs> you Puff. now? Chrome Puff. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the Chrome extension is really nice because you can uh, just click on the extension. You can send an entire visible page, or you can send uh, uh, pictures from that page straight to Aviary, and it opens up in a new, new tab, and you can start editing pictures right there from the web page you were just on, which is really cool. All right. So what's next in the list? Um, the next one I found was called Pix. I don't, I don't know how to say it. P I X L R, uh, Pixlr, Pixlr. I imagine. Um, but it, it's comparable to aviary. And if you, if you really want to see one that when you open it up, it, it just screams gimp. This is the one, uh, it's a lot faster than aviary is, uh, or it seemed to be to me. Um, and it has tons of more functionality, uh, a lot more filters. It, it was like I was using GIMP. Um, I, I didn't notice any lag when I was working with this one. Uh, wow. I noticed when I was working with Aviary. Uh, do, you, do you know, is it Flash or, or, or Java? Do you know? It's Flash-based. Yeah, that tends to make it a little faster. As I recall, Aviary is Java, which slows things down a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, you've got that JVM uh, layer in there that has to... Uh, translate everything. Of course, so I may have sense. just totally made that up, but I think that's what's the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does offer some other cool stuff that, that Aviary doesn't, has an express mode, uh, which is a, a at pixlr.com slash express that offers some of that basic functionality like Picnic did, uh, does, or will soon <laughs> did. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard not to talk about it in the past tense. Um, but it's it's that quick, easy, down and dirty photo editing that that you get from Picnic. Uh, but it's very, very basic. Not not nearly as functional as Picnic is. Um, Just a quick it, aside. That reminds me of uh, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Douglas Adams talked about what inventing tri- tr- uh, time travel did to the English language. Suddenly, all the <laughs> tenses had to be changed. You you know, if you if you were going to do something in the future, but you hadn't done it yet, but you went back in the past and you had done it yet, that was will and have it benefited. Um. <laughs> oh, that's like it's not complicated enough already. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that a couple of couple of cool things that it also does. It has uh, Facebook, Flickr, and Picasa integration, uh, so you can bring your your photos in and to, and send them back out to those services, uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, but you do have to sign up for an account to do that. Uh, you don't have to have an account just to edit photos. You can just go to pixlr.com and start editing photos, no account. Uh, and one thing that it doesn't do that Aviary does is it doesn't support those Photoshop files. So if you did want to import a Photoshop file, you wouldn't be able to. Well, while we're on the the 800-pound gorilla in the room, did you look at the Photoshop web version? I, I don't see it in the list here, but they have no, uh, yeah, I, I did, forget what they call it, Photoshop Lite or something like that. I, and I didn't look at that because to to me, if I'm using Photoshop, I want I want the full-blown version. Uh and I don't really like to use Photoshop anyway because I think Adobe. I have very, very big philosophical differences with Adobe, uh, much as I do with Apple. Uh, so if, if I don't have, to, <laughs> if I don't have to use an Adobe product, I don't want to. Uh, so even my offline photo editing, I, I do with GIMP and Inkscape. I, I hardly ever use an Adobe product unless I'm, and I absolutely have to. Photoshop Express, by the way, I just. Just Googled it. it, it isn't it neat you know, that there's this whole search engine thing? 
Sorry. <laughs> it makes us sound a lot smarter than we are. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's funny to me, though. And, you know, I've seen, uh, of course, we're, we're doing what's been done uh, many times before as far as, you know, reviewing these types of tools. But it seems like everything that I see out there, that's what they always throw out there as a, as a huge drawback is you can't uh, import Photoshop files. And I'm thinking, if I have Photoshop on a computer installed, I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time seeing why that's a big deal. Why am I not using Photoshop? I've spent, you know, four or $500 or whatever. I don't know. What, uh, and, and if you're in a situation where somebody's sending you a Photoshop file, the odds are you need more than Picnic can give you anyway. That's right, true. right. So it seems weird to me that you would need to take a Photoshop file and import it into any of these tools. Uh, it, it seems like you're taking a step backwards. Now, I don't do this stuff on a regular basis, so I'm sure somebody out there does it and, and has a perfectly good reason why you would want to do that. But I can't imagine it applies to anywhere near a majority of the people. No, I, I agree. It probably doesn't. It's just all those Mac elitists who have to have something to complain about. <laughs> You know, it doesn't run on my Mac and I can't run, uh, do Photoshop files. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I guess that's, that's the three big ones that I, that I think I like. Uh, I did find a fourth that uh, was suggested to me by somebody uh, who uh, loves the service, but I, I did not like it at all. Uh, it's called PhotoFlexer. Um, it, it does, it's, it's in this nice middle ground between those more advanced, tools like like aviary and gimp and the not as advanced like pick monkey it's kind of a middle ground where you get a little bit of both uh but it is it is the it's it's an old GeoCities website is what it is when you when you go <laughs> it's exactly what it is it's it's the banner ads and the non-intuitive interface and it it it's just ugly uh i mean and you would think something that that wants you to design would be better designed and I couldn't get past it. And maybe that's just me. Uh, so maybe, maybe other people would like it, uh, but I could not get past the, the fact that I couldn't, it, it, just, it was just ugly. Well, let's move beyond the, the specifics a little bit and, and talk about why you would even want one of these tools in the first place. There are so many free desktop alternatives. Why would you put up with the limitations of going to the web? Unless maybe you're stuck with a Chromebook, and I really mean that stuck with a Chromebook. Um, what what uh, what are the benefits of these? Why why do you see them as important? One of the things that I, I really like about a lot of these services is the fact that you you can store your your photos online really quickly, really easily inside the the apps themselves. Um, you know that that is one of the great things about Aviary. Your stuff is stored there, and the fact that Aviary integrates with Google Apps. So if you're a Google Apps school, uh, it can it'll It'll integrate into your Google Apps just like Gmail or you know any of the other apps inside inside your Google Apps, and it it stores back and forth between your Google Docs. So when I was using it in the classroom, uh, my students used Aviary in their Google Docs, so they edited there and it automatically saved it into their Google Docs, uh, and and they could share it with me from there instead of having to go to a hard or a physical media. Okay, I get that, but. Why, why is that better than create? I mean, there's a million places to, to save something. Why not have the power of, of GIMP or, or use something simpler um, and just upload it? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not really sold on this whole software as a service thing. I guess I, I'm picking on 
this uh, niche because I don't really get it. I mean, I understand email in the cloud and, um, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of word processing in the cloud, but those are the things that you don't often say, well, there's these massive, massive limitations. In fact, you know, when you go to Google Docs over, say, Word uh, on the desktop, you gain a lot. You gain the multi-user uh, uh, editing and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and I haven't seen any collaborative services like that for video editing or uh, for photo editing. So it basically, it's just like they're trying to, to emulate the desktop experience and not quite getting it. And well, I, I see... Go ahead. Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna jump in and say um, because I know when when I was uh, teaching in the middle school, I saw kids using things like this a lot, and it was it was a little frustrating, especially when I see them doing that right after like uh, you know a week or two after I went through uh, GIMP with them, and and rather than edit their photos in GIMP they would just as soon throw it up there on the web and edit it in one of these editors. And, um, you know, you can imagine that at their age, the end product looks horrible. But I think really what it was is these things were really geared toward what those users specifically want to do and not really a whole lot else. Um, you know, with GIMP, just the interface itself to the non-technical user is overwhelming. Well, absolutely. And I remember the first time I used GIMP, it was overwhelming to me. I had to break out, you know, a, a guide and figure out what all of those different tools and th things were. I didn't even know where I was supposed to click. And I think a lot of these are set up in a very simplistic, intuitive manner where the, you know, the top five things that people want to do are the absolute easiest and most direct things available there. And that's a lot of it for me personally, because if I want to resize a picture, I could throw it in a picnic, resize it, and download it in less time than I could probably get GIMP to start because it had to build all of the dependencies. You know, um, so it was really quick, really easy. It did what I wanted it to do, and you know, to me, that's that's technology in a hand, in a you know, right there. Technology is a tool, and you use the tool that you need for the particular job. Uh, if I needed to resize a photo, I did it in picnic. If I needed to work with layers, I did it in GIMP. Uh, so it's not really replacing anything for me. It's just uh, another tool in my in my Batman tool belt. Yeah. The, and another another big thing I, I can I will say along this line is that um, it's it's ubiquitous. Uh, when I when I was doing I was doing a training last summer uh, for some teachers, and uh, we were talking about they they needed a particular a photo a particular size for the process that we were doing. Uh, so I could show every teacher in that training session how to go to picnic.com and resize their photo. And every one of those teachers could go back to their classrooms or go back to their house and use Picnic by firing up their web browser because everybody has a web browser. Uh, where if I had showed them how to do it in GIMP, they would have gone home and not had it. Okay, that's the best answer I've heard yet. The fact that everybody can access it, assuming they have um, uh, broadband. But the thing that concerns me about this particular type of service um, is that as cameras get better and higher resolution, you know, we have cameras now with 16 and 20 megapixels, and those images are massive. They're, you know, five, six, seven megs, uh, you know, or more. I don't know if 20 megs, they, they get huge. And then, you know, you're uploading those. And of course, as I've whined about many times before, the upload is always the weakest part of any modern broadband connection. Um, so it always seemed to me a little um, off kilter 
to take something that is uh, like, for example, you said resizing. You're going to send something up big and get something down small. That just seems backwards to me. <laughs> or maybe I'm yeah. just old and being a fuddy. <laughs> maybe I just need to talk to a 13-year-old and have them set me straight. Well, yeah. I mean, Mark, you're kind of right there, though. I mean, the the you know younger people, uh, especially, uh, again, uh, I'm speaking from watching the kids do it. But they could care less about that kind of stuff. All they care about is can they get a picture with little hearts and <laughs> clouds and stuff around their face that they can instantly share to their Facebook account or Does whatever. Does it have you know? a rubber stamp effect? That's all that really matters. Right, right. It, you know, that's all that mattered to them, and and that it had a one click, you know, post to Facebook. Um, that's really what mattered to them. And then, like Derek said, I'm sure that was also the, one of the underlying things is they could use that as you know in class as easily as they could at home or anywhere else, any other computer they hopped onto. Kind of makes me wonder why Facebook hasn't done this. That's such a natural fit for the Facebook um, environment. And yet, you know, Google Plus is doing that. You can edit things in Google Plus. So it kind of makes me wonder why uh, Facebook hasn't decided to do that. Not that I expect anybody here to have any answers, but it just popped into my head. Right. Yeah, you're right. That would be perfect. I'm sure, th I'm sure it'll be there eventually. Okay. Anything else? Or is this one of the shortest shows we've ever done? <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, we'll be a little bit short. We'll probably run about 50, 55 minutes. <laughs> is Derek still there? Uh, like I'm still here on Skype, but my hangout. Oh, okay. My hangout right. shot. It yeah. happens. Um, okay. So um, I, I I guess it's a Forrest Gump moment. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> well, Derek, do you want to leave our listeners with any uh, last thoughts with regarding this? Um, no, I mean, like I said, it's just finding what works for you. And if, if picnic, I mean, if pick monkey or, or Phoenix does what you need it to, and you don't need to download and install any software, uh, then, then don't just you know, use the tool that works uh, for the job you need it for. Yeah, and if you're a if you're a hardcore picnic user out there, there is something else for you, right? Oh, absolutely. There, there's. Take a look at these four, and I'm sure you'll find something you like. And and Google in the past has has made a habit of when they kill something, they keep the best parts of it. You know, I mentioned Google Wave earlier. The best parts of Google Wave made it into Google Docs, and uh, so I, I expect that's what's going to happen. That they're going to have some other alternative, some some other tool. Uh, or they're going to roll it into something else. So I don't think we're going to be missing Picnic. I think it's going to be uh, just rebranded and, and it's going to be out there somewhere else. Probably so. Maybe I'm just being Pollyanna. <laughs> that's usually Somebody supposed has to, to be, be me. Yeah, because that's my nature. I've, I'm always the upbeat one and never negative or, or sardonic <laughs> in any way. Okay, Derek. Well, uh, I guess if, if you don't have anything else, uh, tell you what. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. I'm going to do the okay. tech tip. Sean's going to do the teacher tip. you got to come up with a Derek tip. Got wow. It. I can do it. That's your homework. Oh, assignment. look at that. That's, That's right. confidence right there. He's like, I, I, got, I got this. All right. So, Sean, go ahead. Uh, give us the teacher tip this week. All right. Uh, teacher tip this week is an exciting one, and it's not quite there yet. Uh, it's called uh, it's called Earthcast, even though uh, if I was to spell it out, it would be like you are the cast. Uh, the letter U, the letter R, 
the word the and cast, C-A-S-T. So earthcast.com. Of course, it'll be in our show notes, so you can follow the link there. This is... It's in, they're calling it in beta. Um, I, I don't quite know yet because I haven't had a chance to look at it. It's one of those deals where you go in, you pop in your email address, and they say, uh, we'll let you know when you're invited. But it is basically like a live Google Earth. So what this company has done, and I use that at Google. It's not associated with Google. This is a separate company. But basically, this company has sent up two high-definition uh, cameras that uh, it's a little scary because what they did is they commissioned the Russian space agency to take these cameras up and attach them to the Russian portion of the uh, international space station. And the Russians said, we already have cameras. Yeah, right. (laughs) That was a terrible there. That was terrible. I just want to go on record saying, I know that was terrible. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so these cameras will be constantly scanning the earth and uh, they will be streaming the video back down to Earth, and then this will be disseminated out to, uh, quote-unquote, their partners. So whatever, uh, you know, maybe Google will pick up on this and take these feeds and work it in. But um, So you'll basically be able to tune in and just see, I mean, down to one-meter resolutions uh, live uh, as this thing scans across the globe. So... Uh, <laughs> I so don't know. Instead of being the creep looking out the window at the at your neighbor who's sunbathing, you can look out the window at somebody across the country or even around the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, how I I know because they were talking about like they have these promo videos up on their site and everything, and they're talking about how it's going to change the way we view the world and everything. But all I'm thinking is, to most people, this is just going to be one of those novelties, right? Like you're going to check in on it periodically to see, like you know, if you can see somebody standing out in their yard in their their underwear or something I mean, I this know. is a stalker's paradise i mean you can look them up on facebook you can you can get their their address you know you got their google street view already and uh, now you can just uh, zoom in on their high-res cameras and, right. and know exactly when and where they're doing that. Somebody didn't think this through. That's all you I know, have to say. Or, about or that. think about this. I mean, because uh, the the days of like, uh, let's say you have a high fence in your backyard. The days of like nude sunbathing in your backyard, thinking that you're you're okay, nobody can see you. <laughs> Not that I do anything like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, literally, you know. Uh, I can just see, you know, we we covered uh, in the periodic table the guy who uh, sued Google because the the car got a shot right. at him taking a whiz out his front yard or whatever. Uh, I, I'm just waiting. I mean, there's that lawsuit is just waiting to happen. You know, a couple college girls, you know, uh, in their backyard or whatever, and uh, they just got streamed live to the world. Yeah, so I can see I can see no good coming from this. Uh, you know, uh, forget the whole science and exploration and all that sort of stuff. This is this is an internet pervert's dream, right? Well, and then and then you know because I was thinking about and again this thing is it's not live yet. You know, you have to sign up for the beta and all this kind of stuff. So I'm really curious to check it out uh, when I do get access to it. But, you know, it brings up all kinds of questions like, you know, Area 51, you know, if this thing ever is scanning over Area 51, you know, have they worked something out with the U.S. government to black that out? I mean, 
there's all kinds of interesting things. So it's, at the very least, as a curiosity, sign up uh, because I think this is going to be something interesting to watch as it plays out over the next year. Nightstar in the chat room says the camera will be focused on nude beaches. I don't know about that, but I could certainly see them putting like some logic in the in the gyroscope where it slows down. When it goes over the <laughs> beach and then, and then speeds back up again. I can tell you where they could get, it could be a real big money maker is that you have to bid to have control of the camera at any one time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it can only cover a certain portion of the earth, but you could still pan in and out of different areas. So, uh, yeah, they could just uh, uh, auction that off and make a ton of money. So I think what we've learned tonight is that the Taiwan tech is filled with depraved individuals. Here's this great uh, scientific and exploratory tool where we can, you know, we can literally climb Mount Everest digitally. And now we take it straight to uh, the, the Lady Godiva peeping Tom. Thing. From exploratory to exploitative. <laughs> or you could, uh, teachers in the classroom, you could uh, see what farmers are doing in the Midwest. There. <laughs> there we go. We tied it back into education. Now we feel better. Okay, I'm going to get us out of this downward spiral and move on to the tech tip. Uh, and my tech tip this week is from a website called tweaking.com. And it's the uh -huh. Windows okay. Repair slash uh, Windows Repair Tool, parentheses, all in one. You can tell it was made by geeks because that's the name of it. Windows Repair, parentheses, all in one. But uh, it is just that. It aims to be an all-in-one repair tool. It aims to fix what ails your computer in pretty much every way. So uh, it's got uh, uh, registry tweaks and it's got... Uh, if you're, uh, you know, got some nasty virus that has hidden your icons or uh, something has uh, hijacked your host file, uh, there's, there's dozens and dozens of different fix all in one little GUI application uh, that you can load up. And it's a, a free tool and very cool. Okay. Awesome. So, Derek, <laughs> what is our, our Derek tip of the week? Uh, the one I'm going to throw at you is called dropit2.me. Uh, it's an add-on for Dropbox that allows people that do not have access to your Dropbox account to upload files and in, into your Dropbox account. Uh, so basically, you tie it to your Dropbox account, give the user a, uh, a separate password just for the Drop It To Me, and they can upload files straight up into your Dropbox account without having to have your logon credentials. That's actually very cool. It's very, yeah. very cool. I used to use it to collect student work all the time when I was still in the classroom. So do do the links expire or something, or does that person is it a put only and not a pull? Yes, put only, no pull. Okay. So really, the only risk there is them sucking up all your space, right? Is, is and you can to, turn it on and off at will. So, uh, and you can change the password at will. Uh, you know, what about Dave? To, to avoid some does of those he, concerns, does he do whatever he wants. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, only will that's all only will <laughs> uh, but I, i'll include a link to a video tutorial uh that that shows walks you through how to set one up and how to use it and uh, uh yeah it's a really cool tool all right thanks for that one that's a good one no problem okay i think that uh, brings us to the end of the show so we'll just say thank you derek for being with us uh for uh let's face it you were the content for the show we were the comedic uh value so uh uh, thank you for bringing in any and all gravitas that we might have had tonight. Nah, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. you doing that. <laughs> all right. And Sean, this is the part where you say. Oh, uh, another great show. Well, actually, I was going to talk about the, the whole contact us thing. But 
That's okay. oh, <laughs> we can do the great. We can do the great show now too. We can do the great show. Yeah, we definitely want to let people know how to uh, contact us. You want me to take that, Mark? Sure. You you were you said recently that you were excited that you were getting to do uh, that. Yes, I do like that. It, it allows me to break out the radio voice just a little bit. I don't have Mark's radio voice, but I, I have an aspiring thirteen uh, year old radio voice. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the many ways that you can contact us, uh, primarily we'd prefer that you just go to the web, elementopi.com, uh, like the periodic table of elements and like Opie Taylor. Uh, go there, check it out. You'll get a full uh, list of the lineup of shows that we offer. Uh, you can find our forums there and, uh, uh, you know, converse with other uh, element opiers. There I coined the term. <laughs> and, uh, you can find us on Twitter at elementop slash tightwadtech. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash elementop. And uh, go, uh, go over there and like us and broadcast us to uh, all of your social circles. Let, let me uh, say something can... real quick about Facebook. Neither Sean nor I are very good at Facebook. We use Facebook. We, <laughs> right. we, we, we keep in touch with people, but we're not very good at Facebook. If there's a Tightwad Tech listener out there who would like to be an admin of the, uh, of the Facebook page and really do it right, let us know. We will hand over the keys to the kingdom on that because, frankly, we suck at it. Uh, every now and then we put a post, but we're not really using that uh, tool to its uh, fullest potential. So this is our invitation to you. To, uh, if somebody would like to be a moderator or an administrator on the site, um, we'll we'll let you do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, and uh, lastly, I'll just throw out there: if you want to uh, call and leave us a message, good or bad, you can dial us up at five five nine I am Opie, and that's our uh, Google Voice number. Uh, you can also dial that through a widget uh, on our website, and uh, it'll call you back and allow you to leave a message for us. Uh, just keep in mind: any messages left will most likely make it on the air. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, can if ask you, Jim who's in the chat room right now. Every time he's called in, he's made it on the air. Right, right. So maybe uh, maybe you, you don't feel like putting your hand up for a listener spotlight and actually coming on the show live, uh, but you still want to hear your voice on air. Uh, that would be the way to do it. 559-IM-OP. So uh, there you go. Give us a call. Bug us on the forums, whatever. <laughs> Right, and we're pretty good about answering on the forums, too. Maybe not like five minutes later, but we, we do get back to everybody. So, Sean, since you did the contact information, I'm going to say, great show. That was a, that was a great, great show. Thanks. <laughs> I've never done that before. It was a new, new experience for me. All right. Once again, thanks to our guest. And on behalf of Derek Waddell, my name is Mark Cockrell, and I'm signing off. And Sean, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>